We're a couple in life, and many characters on stage, and we went on a search in order to find something new, more whole and perfect. Something like this. You don't lock the door? You're afraid someone will steal me? Believe me, besides you, no one really needs me. You know, there was a terror attack. Yeah, I heard. What? There was a terror attack in Jerusalem. We're in Ramad Gan. Does it matter? I need to explain to you that we need to lock the door. Is Yaeli at home? Yeah, she's going to finish homework and I'm going to take her to the mall. Where? To the mall with Tommy. Do you understand that there was a terror attack and two people were killed, murdered, and terrorists are free with an axe? Look, if you're so bothered, I'll go with an axe myself to the mall. You're not going anywhere. What? You're taking my keys. We're in kindergarten. We'll sit afraid all day at home. You can be a hero, but... I'm not going to let you endanger our girls. And also, I don't like her traveling alone by bus. I want for you to pick her up. Jesus, help us. Okay. I'll talk to Shlomi. He'll open the store tomorrow. I'll be a bit late. I'm not just talking about tomorrow. I'm talking about every day, there and back. Are you crazy? Do you understand that I have a shop to run? You want me to turn to her personal driver? She drives five stops on her own. That's why there are buses until someone explodes. When recently did you hear about an explosion in a bus? There was, or someone was stabbed. Doesn't matter. Lieb, you're obsessive, dear. I have a business to run. I can't leave in the morning and the afternoon. No problem, I'll take her. No, you can't do it either because you need to be at 8.30 in your office and the school is in the opposite direction. That's why I'm asking for you to take her. But what can I do that you're thinking only about your convenience? Then I'll be late every morning and I hope that my boss is more considerate than my husband. Didn't you? You weren't in this country up until now. You didn't say that there are terror attacks here. Twice a week. It's part of life. Libby. Once you weren't so anxious about these things. Because once I didn't have children. Okay, so today we won't go out. But tomorrow, her friend has a bat mitzvah. So she won't go. This is exactly what I'm talking to you about. This is not the right approach. The mother of that girl is not canceling the event. People aren't canceling their events, celebrations, and I understand them. When there was that uh, terror attack in Dizengov, the next day I went there, all the coffee shops were filled. That's our power, that we don't stop our life, we're not afraid. What are you talking about? They didn't close because they don't want to lose money. Don't tell me fairy tales about how strong we are. And what about Shira's son? He wasn't strong. What Shira? From my office. Her son, he was a fighter in the army, he was an athlete, what not. When the, the terrorists stabbed him, did it help him? Now you go to Shira and tell her to keep living her life as business as usual. I'm with her in the office every day. I look in her eyes, but there's nothing there. It's empty. Tell me, how could it be that a mother needs to bury her child? How? 
that's part of life, you're saying? Okay, but that's sheer story. It doesn't, it doesn't happen to everyone. I also understand why you are the way you are. You're sitting with her there all day. It influences you. You need to move. Can you take Yeri tomorrow? I told you already. I'll take you in the morning. About the afternoon, I still have to check. I'll call Shlomi. I don't need your favors, really. Really, I don't need it. I don't get you. Do you understand that in front of her school, there's a construction site with plenty of Arab workers? Yes, I did. And all these, they were checked a thousand times. All these illegals. Everyone's calm besides of you, beside you. Look, I'll take her tomorrow. That's it. I'll, I'll take I'll take the day off tomorrow. As long as I care, she could stay at home. Okay, okay. I'll tell Shlomi that I'll leave in the afternoon to just do me a favor, really. I understand your pressure, but don't pressure Yaeli, okay? Don't talk to her about terror attacks. I don't. Because really, she had an excellent day. She got 96 in English. She prepared for it her entire week. And I promised her that if she gets a good grade, I'll, I'll take her to the mall. Look, it's impossible. I'll go with her. I'll protect her. We'll go together. We'll watch a movie. What movie? She has school tomorrow. So not a movie. We'll eat something in a coffee shop. Can I hang out with my girl once in a while? The best thing is for you to come with us too. There's a new coffee shop that opened there. They have all the things that you like. They have a Belgian waffle. Hi, mom. Hello, dear. You know that I got 96 on my test? Yes, I know. Dad told me. Dad, so we're going? Yeah. Only you know what I thought? Can I come with you? I promise to behave nicely. We can sit and eat something together. You can come without buying something to eat. So we won't eat, no problem. Now, come on. I didn't say that I don't. I do. Maybe we can eat sushi. Maybe. Mom, you want to come with us too? Yeah, sure. Not for long. So, I'll get my things in. We'll go. Same here. There was a terror attack in Tel Aviv. Really? Yeah, people got killed. Hello, Dr. Leitman. Hello. What we saw now is the Israeli reality that we're all familiar with. Yes, it is. And the mom in the scene, she's very frightened. She's uh, very stressed out. Is it normal, do you think? Is she exaggerating? Uh, you can't say about it whether it's normal or not. Really, you can't. Because it's specific for every person and all the more for every woman, every mom. 
Therefore, to say that she's exaggerating, that she should take some tranquility pill, that she needs to get treatment, I can't say that. It is a response that exists in most women, especially. And as much as possible, I would, you know, help the mom humor her, even though that we need to do all possible in order for our kids to feel or for them not to feel that uh, life is slipping away from them or something like that, that they can't enjoy life, go out, have a good time, that they can go out to a coffee shop or to the street altogether. It's a problem. It is. And here, really everything depends on the parents. But I think that the woman's right and the husband he needs to somehow maybe to take you know as much as possible to take everything into consideration yeah but it's a very it's common knowledge in Israel that we need to carry on business as usual that's our power to, to be happy it's all true but not at the expense of others you can be a hero and to overcome and to go wherever you want and what happens, happens. But you need to take the family into consideration and all the more your wife and your daughter and therefore what we need is to listen what, to what they say women and I don't know what would I do I'm living in this country for 50 years already all the wars yeah and I don't know I would nonetheless do what she asks uh, in a way that you'll agree on it, on what to do now, so it won't be something that's forced. What would you do if there's such tension at home? And the wife, she has her opinion, the husband has his. So, there's the, the husband. He should really take the daughter and the wife uh, you know, a bit at the expense of his work. What can you do? You should arrange these things. But still, in that by pressure you don't solve the problem. But first of all, the mom, she decides that's what she's saying. Yeah. You need to be considerate of her emotions, and the daughter, too. She's not that calm, for sure, either. But at a younger age, it's 
a bit different. What do you think in general about this problem? Because in no other country do they deal with security issues like ours, at least not for such an extended period of time. And not that it doesn't disappear, but it simply it doesn't stop. It doesn't decrease. It only goes and grows. What's the reason? The reason is that on our part, there is a, the la- there's a lack of... In short, we don't respond to it correctly. What, the army doesn't respond correctly? The army, the police, we don't correctly respond to this. I don't know, I'm not an expert, and I understand that the Shabak and the police and the army, they're all working on it, you know, they're on high alert, but we need to respond more crucially. How? I don't know, I'm not in the field. Do you think that this could lead to a solution because we try to respond strongly, not to respond over time, and still no solution in sight? I believe that eventually the way we respond through the army, through whatever, We're doing things correctly, but we need to think, nonetheless, what do we do? How do you uh, move Jews away, Jews and Arabs away from each other? Because you can't say, this is a good Arab, this is a bad Arab. You don't know. So we need to reach the right solution. The right solution is for them to move away from each other, move apart in the same country. Yeah, yeah, the same country. To separate them. Or in some other way, but to separate them. Because in the macro, you know, everyone tried to bring peace to things. No, no, there's no solution with them. Unfortunately, with them, there's no solution. According to how things are evolving, it's only going to get worse. And to allow thousands more of Arabs to come into Israeli territory, it's only to add to add Kindle to the fire. And what do we do about the terror organizations? So, again, them you need to really chase out of Israel and to bring things to a state where they will not approach our borders. It's a war. It's a war, ceaseless war, and that's how we need to behave. Where does the root of the hate come from? There were periods where there was no hate, but now there's existential hate. It's not, you know, um, army against army, but it's teenagers going out with a knife or an axe, willing to kill babies, children. Yeah, it's an existential war. And there's no solution to it. 
And as much as you'd like to bring them closer, guide them, give them more, this won't bring anything good. But to only keep away. But there are cousins. We also had good times together. No, real good times we never had. No. Never ever were there really good times. And always on the Muslim part, Jews were always um, a target for killing. Why? Because it's someone who's a stranger, someone that wants to sit instead of you, that's what they think. Also in terms of religion, in terms of the place itself, you know, from all aspects. And why is it that all terror organizations come from Muslims? I know no other organization that can send teenagers to die. First of all, for Muslims it's easier. It's easier for them to get up and kill. It's not far from their nature, let's put it that way. It's close to their nature and they're a knife for them. Is really something that everyone should have. That's what they think. Mm, that's it. And to slaughter a Jew, for them, it's a mitzvah. It's a precept. Oh, the way they're taught, what it says in the Quran, that's how it is. And why Jews, why not Italians? Or They, they didn't grow up together. They had no mishaps between them. But with Jews, yeah. And besides, now it's a matter of the land, territory, and many countries, Arab countries, that want to heat the place up and in that way want to show that they're fighting a just war, but it's not them who's fighting, but who's fighting are the Palestinians, so-called. We, Israel, were presented in the world as the occupiers who are doing bad things to the Palestinian people, and we're actually protecting our own life. Why does the world still see us as the oppressor? The world is anti-Semitic, all of it, including everyone, and therefore, they're happy to find, you know, a justification for their anti-Semitism. And if the world as if condemns these actions by Muslims, then he condemns them a bit. That it does not harm them and doesn't bother them, and not nothing, but to the contrary. 
that um, you know there's the Arab anti-Semitism, Christian anti-Semitism. So that in light of the Arab anti-Semitism, that the Christian anti-Semitism and other anti-Semitisms don't seem that harsh. There's no solution. The solution is given by the Torah. The wisdom of Kabbalah says that if we will reach connection between us, if we come closer to one another, then we will bring them we will make them weak by the power of the fist no no by the power of connection power of connection let's come closer to each other that beside our ego and the egoistic desire of each of us uh, that doesn't want to connect to anyone else with the Jews, but if we rise above our ego, then by that we will force them. If we rise above our ego and we connect with one another, by that, we will be able to force them to change and even turn them into our friends. Why does it work that way? These are the laws of the world. These are the laws of nature that then we awaken or lead. We awaken good forces in the world if we connect because we're most egoistic. And that's the reason why they hate us, because we're not connected. No, they don't know about it. Their hate, in general, the hate of the nations toward Israel goes without any understanding on their part. There are as many justifications, reasons for it, as they put it, that every time they bring something new, some new reason. But no. The reason is beyond nature. It's really unclear. Muslims hate us because of the territory, because we're neighbors. But he said that the entire world's anti-Semitic. Yes. The more the world develops, the more anti-Semitic it will become. Why? Just one nation and everyone's against them. How come? Because this one nation has a big secret. If this nation reaches connection, then the entire world will reach connection. And if they have not reached connection, then there will be war and problems everywhere. And they're unaware of it, but... They somehow feel it, we're unaware of it. The world is unaware of it, but they have an instinctive feeling that all the evil that there is, it's because of Jews. That's how it is. There's no solution for it. The solution is the Jews themselves. On the other hand, we're a very happy nation. No, no, no. We are the worst nation. Worst. We are the most corrupted nation. 
We have the ability to bring peace, tranquility, good, love to the world, to raise the entire world to a spiritual degree and whatnot, and we're not doing it. We are not doing what we're supposed to do, and they can't take it anymore. Sorry, they can't do more than that, more than they're doing. They don't have the power to change the world, and we do. And therefore, the entire world is directed against us, demanding us to disappear off the face of the earth because the way things are now we really cause only harm to everyone we don't understand it but as much as we want to explain to them that we're good that we're willing to help in everything look what we're doing they don't care they don't want to hear about it. And why don't we want to change for the better, connect like you say? Because here we're talking about working with our evil inclination, working with our egoistic nature, that each of us needs to rise above himself, connect to others with others, for all of Israel to be friends, we don't want it. It actually exists in different things. No, no, it's insufficient. Really, insufficient. That's not what it's about. So what is it about then? What can we do? What can we do? To really care for each and every Jew make it so that we really connect with one another and then after we connect to start connecting with the nations of the world they'll want it they themselves will come to us but this our work many times uh, you know it helps that there's an enemy that we connect against. So, see, everyone has an enemy that you must connect with. Among Jews? Among Jews, yes, because Jews eventually are not one people. They are a collection of all the nations of the world that once made a group out of themselves and called themselves Israel. This happened in the times of Abraham and ancient Babylon. And so if we connect, we're like the kernel of all the nations of the world. And by that, we will awaken in them the ability to come closer to each other and connect. So who's my enemy then? Your enemy is you yourself, who does not want to connect to other Jews. I thought that maybe against anti-Semites it's possible. No, no, anti-Semites they only help. Anti-Semites, they they help. It's a force from above that reaches us and helps us somehow. Helps us somehow connect. Uh, It's felt that Jews, they're so far from everything that you're talking about 
That, you know, they have their own life, they don't feel nothing. Will a stage come where people will start feeling, understanding it, connecting to that force of connection, of that orally a special nation? I can't say. I hope that it will come and as quickly as possible. And I do what I can in order to publicize these things. But still, I don't see when will it happen. But when it will happen, then really peace will come to the world. All wars will stop. Everything. All the problems in general. Personal ones, general ones, it all depends on the good connection between Jews. And we're really a peaceful nation. (laughs) Why do we reject peace or everything that has to do with... Because the demand, the expectation of us is far beyond any other nation. Sure, we don't go out and kill each other on the street. But along with it, we need to be much more connected, much tighter together internally. We need to be much more that we we are made into one heart then we come closer to the nations of the world and they accept us we need to be the center of everyone's connection of all of humanity <laughs> okay, maybe we can start from the couple in the scene that they'll have domestic peace. Make a few scenes about it and see how it works. But that's the main thing we need to do. And all these events, terror attacks, yeah. They're only in order for us to wake up. And if we start heading in that direction, then there's no need to do anything. Everything will calm down. Can I explain it to my daughter? When we'll go to the coffee shop. Coffee shop. Do kids need to understand it? They need to hear about it. They can't really realize it. We too need to look for ways of how to realize things. But one depends on the other. And what can women do? Because they feel that fear. Women need to put pressure on men that all of us, as a nation, we need to arrange the relations between us and to connect ourselves to a state where we don't scorn, but that we come closer, that we love, that we do everything that we can to be as one man and one heart. All of Israel are friends. If this is how we start coming closer to each other, looking where, you know, because here you can say, what well, everything's fine. No, no. If we do it, we search as much as we can how to be as one man, one heart. It's not just demanded of us to be like good to each other like neighbors, but to really feel that I'm willing to bring everyone into my heart. And that's how everyone in Israel should be. 
if we'll go, if we'll head toward it, then of course the entire world will start feeling that they too need to change. Then, as it says, that the nations will see how favorably the Creator treats us. So, I feel that it also really depends on the mom, on the education that she gives. Of course, of course. This is something that needs to be between everyone in the nation. So, good luck to you, and you'll see results. <laughs> now you can have a place to direct your energies to. Good luck. Thank you very much, Dr. Lightman. All the best.